Welcome to the discussion, Modernizing the Financial Regulatory Environment, Lessons Learned, sponsored by Appian. Here's today's moderator, Tom Temin. Welcome and thanks for joining us. My guests today are Kyle Thomas. He is the industry lead for public sector at Appian and Blake Templeman, the chief product officer at Groundswell. Good to have you both with us today. Yeah, great to be here. Good to be here. All right, and uh, Kyle, we're going to start with you. You have been on both the government and the industry sides. Give us what it looks like from a mission delivery standpoint, this regulatory landscape, and it's always shifting because regulations change and what we have as public purpose changes, but the mission itself technically is also evolving. Tell us what you know. Sure. Well, thanks again, Tom, for having us today. Um, here in the United States, I think it's no secret, we have a fairly complex financial services market. And what that leads to is a fairly complex financial services regulatory space. Uh, the U.S. stands alone in that it has a combination of state and federal regulatory agencies looking after the financial services world. And um, many people point to that as a relative weakness. But um, I think there's a lot of strengths to that, to that setup. And um, one of those is just the, the huge number of cops on the beat watching over the financial services world. Um, so some of the things that I think um, I'm seeing with that large number of cops on the beat are the potential that we have to connect them all through systems, systems and data. And I see that's a, that's a significant direction. The industry is headed uh, a shift towards more connected uh, regulatory s- uh, structure and, and uh, bringing them together through, through systems and data. Mm-hmm. There's big benefits to that. First, the benefits come to the consumer, greater consumer protection, less space for bad actors to, to cause harm. Uh, it's a more stable and more consistent business environment. It becomes more predictable when all the regulatory agencies are kind of moving together and, and working as one. And uh, it helps the economy as a whole. You know, it kind of routes uh, out those bad actors and it limits their ability to cause systemic harm. So I think um, that's, that's something I'm seeing, a, a greater desire for these agencies to kind of work together, share information across agency lines and across state and federal lines in a way that we haven't seen before. And among different regulatory agencies, especially at the federal level, they don't all totally overlap in their mission. Sometimes there's edges where they come together. And so given that the government is talking about customer experience for the regulated entities, having some kind of an integration would probably make it easier for them from a compliance standpoint. And who do I call about this type of standpoint? You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. The industry itself is going through a lot of change. There's a lot of new types of financial service providers out there, sometimes they fall in between the lines of regulatory agencies. And that overlap catches some, and that overlap misses some others. And so um, that's certainly something that, um, that I know the agencies and state and federal partnerships are working to, to kind of close any of those gaps and, and, and really work hard to, to maximize the benefits of having those overlaps where they exist. And maybe if two agencies are looking at the same phenomenon, for example, they could understand that, get earlier warning of that, because sometimes the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing in government and thereby concentrate their efforts, maybe trim down the staff they need, and therefore get more with the same type of effort. That's exactly right. Yep, what one agency learns about a company, uh, rather than keeping that within that agency and that knowledge in that silo, by sharing that with other agencies, we learn a lot about the interdependencies and the interrelationships between the, the, the types of participants in this financial services market. It makes a better kind of 360-degree view, the more information is shared, the more systems are collaborative, the more data that uh, these agencies can kind of collectively access from one another. It just makes the whole system tighter and uh, a better better operating and better functioning system. 
Okay, and uh, Blake, good to have you with us today. You have experience with this in Groundswell working with the CSBS. Tell us about that. Spell out the agency. And what kind of work did you see this kind of thing have success in? Yeah, so the Conference for State Bank Supervisors uh, is responsible for supporting and and really representing uh, in a way that streamlines, makes processes more efficient, and reduces burden on staff across all of the different state financial regulators. And so their goal is across many different industries. And what we worked with them on was specifically in the examination, investigations, and complaint space. So inherently, CSBS's goal is to make every state regulator's life easier through innovation and better. They didn't want to just kind of replicate the systems that they had. They wanted to kind of change the game completely. How do we really take it to the next level? So we worked with them to build a first-of-its-kind system. Uh, I really like to start with the fact that it's a, a system of systems because it's a system that is based on standards, but it is also a system that has to meet all of the different requirements of each of those state regulators to do their regulation. So that's one premise that was very different. It wasn't for one or a small group. It was actually to be used for all of them to help them find standardization where possible, but give them flexibility to do things exactly the way they need to do them to meet their state regulatory guidance. In addition to that, it was also the first of its kind system where the regulators and the financial institutions were in the same system doing these financial examinations, investigations, and managing their complaints. So that in itself was completely innovative as well. And by a byproduct to make sure any system is successful and to get as much buy-in through change management, CSBS also really has to service and support those financial institutions. So because we were going to bring them into the system, the system had to be great for them as well. So we were able to establish a system, first of its kind. It was an opt-in system. And at this point, almost every state is using it for the, their bank examin- or their financial institution examinations um, across all of the different financial institutions in the United States. So it sounds almost like an environment in which everyone can operate but still have their own systems for whatever particular things they have, because I imagine the regulations vary from state to state, but yet there's a ne- almost like a law enforcement network in some ways. It's a, a little bit like that. Um, it's definitely like that, um, but it, it's really all contained in the system. It can integrate out to their their systems as well. Um, but a, a major component of this is the system is flexible enough that they can bring in their own policies, procedures, ways they're going to conduct the different examinations that they're doing. And they can do it in a way where they can do it individually. But what's really become kind of the new mantra is the idea of one, one, one financial institution, one exam. And it used to be that if you were doing business in 10 different states, over the course of a couple of years, you'd have each one of those states examine you. Now with this system, because it is a system of system and it is so flexible, the states can actually go together and the state regulators can, they can examine one institution as a whole. That reduces burden on everyone. The states are able to bring best of breed resources to the exam instead of a whole team for all the different areas. They can bring their resources for certain areas and other states can bring resources for others. And then the institution loves it as well because instead of having five exams in a year, they have one. So really that synergy is great. And those interdependencies have been handled 
by such a flexible system. I can imagine what the whiteboards must have looked like in those banks. Well, we've done Missouri, but we haven't gotten Kansas done yet, and this way it's kind of one fell swoop and you're done. That's the long-term goal. And a question, what about the vertical integration with, say, FDIC? Maybe not integration with FDIC, but is there a way that there's some kind of vertical look at this because the FDIC at the federal level is looking at the same institutions? Yeah, and, and I think that really dives into not just the integration with the FDIC, but the value of building this on a low-code platform. What CSBS has been able to realize has now been transcendent. It has been used, and we're supporting at Groundswell, almost a majority of the financial regulatories at the federal and the state level. So the FDIC, the SEC, the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency, all of those state regulators using the system, Jenny May. So they're all now leveraging this platform because it's been shown to be so flexible and because it's a low-code platform, so easy to build upon to your exact requirements. Not only are they all using it, but that just makes it so much easier to integrate with each other and share that information as well. Interesting, yeah. So Kyle, that does get down into the workflow technical level to make this all happen. Describe some of how that works to us. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll start by just saying, you know, I want to make sure um, we paint the picture that the people in this ecosystem, the regulatory agencies, state and federal, they have been working together for, for decades. Uh, technology is finally the thing that's catching up. It was difficult to work together from a technology standpoint before because these platforms didn't integrate with each other well, the data sets didn't play with each other. So I think really that's what the, what the folks over at CSBS have proven as possible, is that by putting a piece of technology between all these agencies, breaks down those barriers and suddenly it becomes a lot easier to work together. So we're excited to see that on the state and federal side uh, as well as just within the states and within the federal agencies. Um, the business of supervision, whatever you call it, supervision, regulation, mm -hmm. is very workflow-based, like you're saying. Um, it's uh, usually two parties at the table. There's the regulator and then there's the regulated company. As Blake was saying, for the first time we're seeing the ability to create systems that bring both of those parties into the same platform. That adds transparency like we've never had before. The companies know what they're going to get in a regulatory experience. They know where the regulation is, where, 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 where the supervision activity is at, the timelines they can expect. Um, so there's just some almost immediate benefits from a transparency standpoint. But I think beyond that, um, platforms like Appian have a, real, um, have a real advantage here because the regulation workflow is just craving or begging for advances like modern technology offers, such as artificial intelligence, machine learning, intelligent document processing. All these things now exist that didn't before and I think are driving some of the appetite for these agencies to modernize their systems. Um, take, for example, intelligent document processing. Let's imagine you're an examiner and you have 10,000 loans to review at one of the biggest mortgage companies in America. You're never going to get through these loans. There's not enough people on your payroll to get through all these 10,000 loans. You can have a machine pull some of those data points off of those documents, feed that data into a model, and that model can spit out the four or five loans that a human being needs to actually review. And that's where technology just accelerates the progress that we've made from a regulatory standpoint um, almost immediately. All right, I've got a lot of follow-up questions, but first we're going to take a short break. My guests today are Kyle Thomas. He's the industry lead for public sector at Appian, and Blake Templeman, the chief product officer at Groundswell. I'm your moderator, Tom Temin. This discussion is modernizing the financial regulatory environment. Some lessons learned. Sponsored by Appian here on Federal News Network. Need help accelerating your IT modernization? Look no further. 
Appian is a leading low-code provider for the public sector, helping agencies simplify application development and get the most value out of the IT tools they already have. The unified Appian low-code platform is reliable, scalable, and now secure at impact level 5. Build, deploy, and manage your next solutions with Appian. Start today at appian.com government. Appian.com government. Welcome back to our discussion, Modernizing the Financial Regulatory Environment, Lessons Learned, sponsored by Appian here on Federal News Network. My guests today are Blake Templeton, the Chief Product Officer at Groundswell, and Kyle Thomas, the Industry Lead for Public Sector at Appian. I'm Tom Temin. And Kyle, we're going to go to you again here. Talk about the fact that in this integrative effort, you have many workflows that might be similar in investigations or oversight of uh, right of uh, financial institutions, but how do you retool in such a way that these systems that were coded in different eras, in different languages, and maybe with different missions in mind, how can they be integrated into a system that everyone can share in and yet still retain what they need for their own mission? Sure. Sure. Well, I'll speak to the business side of, of this because that's kind of my background. I'm, I'm not a technician by trade. Um, from the business side, uh, what, really what's driving this is over the last couple decades, each of these agencies have developed their own homegrown systems like you've described. They tend to not talk to each other very well. They often have disparate data sets. And from an end user perspective, as someone who's doing the work of supervision, that becomes difficult. You've got lots of different data sets and you're logging into lots of different solutions and systems. And technology just doesn't work that way in other areas anymore. And the younger generation coming into this profession, I think, is expecting a more seamless, a more intuitive experience, one place to go uh, to do the work that they're doing supervising these companies. And so that's, the, that's the, really the business driver behind it. The other part of this, I think, that's driving it is by having one view, one holistic view of a company from a regulatory standpoint, you develop a much tighter system of regulation around that company. It becomes more difficult for... Uh, something to get missed from a regulatory perspective. You've got one place to go, and everybody's looking at the same screens. It's telling a consistent story. So that's, I think, really what's driving it from a business perspective, and we've seen platforms, low-code platforms like Appian, really deliver that seamless, uniform experience and one look at a company, regardless of where the underlying data sits. All right, but Blake, I mean, nevertheless, the languages of coding are different. The, the logic systems are different. Somehow, I mean, that gets down to some really nitty-gritty to be able to pull together. Uh, you've done it at the state regulatory level. Can it happen at the federal level? And what's required technically? Yeah, it definitely can. And it's, it's actually happening right now at the federal level as well. So we're working with the Federal Reserve Board of Governors to build a very similar system to the system at CSBS. Uh, and Appian really has several major advantages, but, but ones that come into play for this use case is the inherent low-code nature, and the, the entire platform was built to be used in an agile methodology for a build-out. And so what that means is, while you've got all this, these desperate systems that are built on all the different technologies, instead of pulling those technologies together, trying to integrate the, the bad, that's not what you're forced to do. You can keep what you want and the good and integrate those um, systems and those data sets but you can also quickly get rid of all that technical debt, get rid of all of those things where, oh, we can't do this because of this, 
put it onto a low-code platform in a very agile way. So build it quickly, develop it, get it in the user's hands. You know, over a course of two-week sprints, um, you're developing what you've built, getting rapid feedback so that all of the different states have their chance to weigh in, make sure it's not, not only meeting the standards, but the state-specific uh, desires and requests as well. And that's done from that Agile component. Another major piece of this is Appian's ability to really be a single pane of glass for all of the users and a system. So just because you're, you're leveraging Appian doesn't need to, that you need to put everything that you have on the Appian platform. And one of the things that Groundswell really emphasizes is we want to help our customers make the most of their investments. So if they've got good investments that they already have in place, it's not a message of you need to put everything on Appian. It's we want to have Appian support you where you need it, and we want to use Appian to bring the data and the processes together in that one interface so you don't have 50 tabs open on your computer. So leverage those assets, bring them together through integration, through this single pane of glass view with Appian. Some of the systems are built in Appian. Some of those systems that you love are built in other technologies, giving you that maximum for your investment. Interesting. So you replace that legacy code with a new system, in other words, a new runtime system, and yet all the logic you had is still preserved. Exactly. So we're replacing the, the parts that are, are going to be more efficient, need to be improved, but we're also leveraging those pieces that are still valuable and, and don't need to be replaced. A lot of times systems will come in and they'll say, we just need to replace it all, right? And the bill just gets higher and higher and higher. So we're giving you the option and the best of both. Leverage what you have that you like for things that maybe are coming to end of life, maybe are too costly to maintain, or you just need to go in a different direction, you're putting those on the platform. But then the platform holistically is through a data fabric, taking all of those different systems and bringing them together for the end user. Okay, well, let me ask you guys this question in reverse then. We've been talking about integrating existing systems so each institution that is doing oversight, state or federal level, continues with its mission in the way it's done, only they can see what everyone else is doing and people can see what they're doing. What about the possibility of this revising the regulatory process itself? In other words, a business process reengineering could arise out of this instead of replicating in new code and in an integrated system, what we're already doing sometimes maybe since 1890. Yeah. Yeah, I, I grew up on the farm, and uh, we call that paving the cow path. So you, we don't want to pave the cow path here. And um, by that I mean as, we, as, as these agencies go through this modernization journey, a natural outcome of that, if it's done correctly through a low-code and an agile process like Blake's describing, is that you identify parts of the workflow that you just don't need to do anymore. You identify things that are obsolete, and you identify lots of steps that you could do more efficiently or you can automate through machine learning, intelligent document processing, or what have you. And that was certainly the experience that uh, we went through when I was working at CSBS, was as we went through our modernization journey and we're building out this platform that Blake's describing, we did identify a lot of steps in the supervision process that we changed, and we wrote into the new system and the new application differently than what we had been doing previously. So we didn't just repave over that old path. We, we completely revised the way supervision happens and took better advantage of the, the modern technology and the data. Um, so that's, that's the way I see it. And I think um, as, as other agencies begin to go through this journey, I think we really need to be looking at ways to share data across them and create kind of an, under, uh, an underpinning of data that everybody contributes to everybody benefits from because that does create that, that full holistic view of the financial services ecosystem in a way that we've just never been able to do before. 
And I guess when you have data in that form, Blake, you've got the opportunity for applying artificial intelligence to it, all sorts of new applications, in addition to maybe modernizing the cow paths or straightening them and then paving them. Yeah, so giving you a whole new art of the possible lets you actually take the time where you were doing those mundane activities and really start to leverage your data, explore the power of your data, and then use technology to harness that and then make your decisions much more impactful. So when you're gathering data across multiple different exams, in the system, not only can you do a joint exam, but you can also kind of share your exam with another regulator to give them insight into what's happened with that financial institution. So you have the ability to do that to maybe better inform them as part of the process. So really sharing out what could be very meaningful to save time as part of the exam, what are areas maybe to focus on, or highlighting areas of concern potentially to also fine tune the resources to the most efficient place possible. And then in addition to that, as Kyle was mentioning with things like the loan file reviews, what happens now is it's really a small subset in a batch that gets reviewed because that's what they have time to review. With machine learning, artificial intelligence, the goal is to get to a place where we don't have to do small batches anymore. Maybe we're doing larger and larger batches, and then maybe it's all the files because it's done through artificial intelligence. And all of the different knowledge is then shared out into workflows. When it finds a problem, it says, okay, this is an irregularity. I'm not sure it's a problem, but let's kick it to a user through a workflow and have them take a closer look at it. And that, instead of giving us a small sample set where we may find a problem we may not, it lets the artificial intelligence point us into those areas. doesn't mean we shouldn't also do a little sampling as well, but it's going to make better use of our time and I think really protect consumers longer term in a much better way. And in the biggest sense here, you know, the Government Accountability Office has stated, they've had reports saying that financial regulation has got to move up a notch in sharpness in order to protect the financial stability of, of the economy. Uh, final comment on, on that and how maybe these platforms can serve that larger goal? Certainly, certainly. I think one is that we have to recognize, and I think everybody in this space does recognize, that it's not going to stay status quo. The industry is changing. The risks that the industry is getting into, the products and services that they're offering are changing. That means the regulators have to be more nimble. And that's a key advantage of a low-code platform like Appian, is that once you build out a solution to, to facilitate some aspect of the work that these guys are doing, it will inevitably need to change. And the old way of doing business with old software was a very long, tedious, expensive process of making those changes. With a low-code platform like Appian, you can tweak and make those changes on the fly almost. And, and almost overnight, you can see the results of, of the new workflow and your end users. And so that keeps the regulatory base very nimble. Um, the, other, uh, the other piece of this that I would kind of close with is breaking down silos. By bringing all the participants in this ecosystem onto one platform, you begin to break down those silos. And if you look at it like the regulatory ecosystem as a puzzle, each regulator's got several or one piece of this puzzle. By breaking down those barriers and bringing everybody onto a single platform, you can put all those puzzle pieces together and finally get that glimpse of the entire uh, financial services market in one space. And I think that only becomes possible through a low-code platform like Appian. All right. Well, we've covered a lot of ground. I'm afraid we're out of time, and you've given us many, many good ideas, I think, even outside of the financial framework for the federal government and state and local government. So thank you very much. 
My guests today have been Kyle Thomas, he's the industry lead for public sector at Appian, and Blake Templeman, the chief product officer at Groundswell. I'm Tom Temin, you're listening to Federal News Network. For more on this discussion, please visit federalnewsnetwork.com and search Appian. Thank you for listening to the discussion, Modernizing the Financial Regulatory Environment, Lessons Learned, sponsored by Appian on Federal News Network.